Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Divot Room. I'm Chris, and today I've got Todd in studio. God, it's been so long. Omicron's over. Yep. COVID's over. God. Pandemic's over. It's amazing. It is amazing. We have live studio audience who we'll get to here in a little bit, but we've got a special guest with us today, so it's it's a great day. Yeah, it is. No no masks, no nothing. Nope. Just, well, we've got clothes on, but just... <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Darn, Darn it. How have you been, man? What have you been doing the last week? You played golf? I did. I played in a pro-am again. I'm killing it. Nice. Where'd you play? Uh, Waverly. Waverly. <laughs> it's a real shithole. <laughs> did you hit the house on the first hole? That's actually number 10. <laughs> okay. We started on one. Okay. Thank God, because I had some sweaty armpits about starting over there and hitting that fucking house. Who puts a house? <laughs> I don't know. You talk about it every time. Anytime, anytime Waverly's mentioned, I just think about Tiger Woods playing the U.S. Junior Amateur there, and he was like one of the first black guys that could play there. Because oh wow, I think back in the '90s they still didn't allow black members, and mm. so they had to make some consult, like make some changes to let. Yeah, Tiger I feel like Tualatin Country Club was mm. built because of Waverly's policies. Very well, could have been. Anyways, old that's another money. podcast. Old money. Yeah. It's another podcast for maybe Joe Rogan or something. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I canceled him. I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. Um, yeah, so that was fun. A lot of fun. We, we, we started out. It was beautiful. One o'clock. It was supposed to be rainy all day. And it was great until the last three holes and got soaked. Got soaked. And I felt like I was... Um, did they give away umbrellas in the first three? <laughs> no. <laughs> I felt like Shane Lowry because the last hole, all I needed to do was par, but I got soaked mm. and made a double hockey stick. Yeah. So, but I might have cheated, and we'll talk to our uh -oh. special guest. Uh-oh. There's a grass, grass thing inside of a bunker. I took my six inches in there. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll get some clarification yeah. on the ruling here in a little while. <laughs> but thinking about it after the fact, you know, I was like, oh, God, did I just cheat? <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. How was your week? Um, busy. Yeah. I, it, it's just busy. Okay. Say okay. No time for golf. Okay. Only time for work and union stuff, right? Well, yeah, but we're talking about playing in a pro-am April 4th. It'd be amazing. Get back out there to Willamette Valley Country Club. Five all, where, where it all started for me. Yeah. <laughs> back where, uh, that's where our guest and I met. So, yeah. Back where I, first job that I ever had. Actually, second job. First job was at Oswego Lake Country Club. Mm. Caddying for a bunch of drunk old men on Saturday mornings when I was 13 years old. It's a dream job. Get get paid $10 to spend four hours with the drunk guy on a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's amazing. And they buy you a Diet Coke at the turn because you don't need the sugar. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what happened to me at fucking uh, uh, Lake Oswego when I caddied there. Yeah. You, have we not? Have we? You, you caddied at Oswego Lake Country Club. Not very long. I, I showed up in my sub four <laughs> running pants and tank top, and they sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Not good. <clears throat> All right. We good with this week? Yeah. All right. So... Any, anybody out there, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check out our website, divitroom.com. You can email us at divitroom at gmail.com. 
Let's go ahead and give our shout out to our sponsors, Sisters Meet and Smokehouse in Sisters, Oregon on Spruce. It's a big red barn looking building. Our guest just advised us that he goes in there every time he swings through Sisters now. It's an amazing place. Just drop on in there, grab a sandwich, grab some beef jerky or some pepperoni sticks, grab whatever else you need. Sisters Meet and Smokehouse. Can't beat our meat. All right, dude. Do you want to introduce our guest here? No, you always do it. Well, why don't why don't you introduce our guest and we can get down to uh, maybe maybe talking talking to him a little bit, and getting to know him a little bit. Better. Okay, uh, our guest, our very special guest. We talked we talked about him before on the show. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. We call him Dom, but his name, his full Christian name is Dominic Marconi, Executive Director of Oregon Chapter PGA. Welcome, Dominic. All right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> this is fantastic. No, uh, it's it's great to have you here. Um, I've known you for approximately. Do you remember the first time we spoke? Uh, I don't remember the first time, but I do remember it was around the time Scott. Uh, qualified for the senior U.S. Open. Okay, so it's before them. Okay. So when you first, <laughs> when you, well, how could he remember? Todd, Todd's going to answer the question for yeah. you. <laughs> no, that was one of the times, but that was I. We used to play in these, and nobody posted all the scores. You would just see the winners, and it drove me crazy because. I never knew how well I did, which was shitty. <laughs> but to the rest of the field, you would just see. And I called up Dom and I said, listen, I'm having trouble with this because there's no accountability. I don't get to see. I don't get to see where I'm at. I don't get to see where everybody's at. And we had a nice little conversation for like 20 minutes. And you were as nice as pie and very respectful. Listen to some <laughs> jerk amateur. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, that was a time early on when, you know, live scoring for us never existed. Mm -hmm. And then it was shortly after that we were able to modify it and get uh, TPP at the time working where it could show all the scores. Was, that, was it because of me calling you that you guys no, switched to that? No, full transparency, being able to see what everybody does is awesome. I, I agree. And it's, it's really nice during tournaments seeing where you're at and, and, and that kind of that fun thing that happens how are we doing can yeah. if we do some birdies down the stretch can we have some fun and win this or get into the pay window so i love it now yeah good so dom just uh well first off do you remember when you and i first met yeah we <laughs> talked about this so that was it was the first that was my second spot as an assistant golf professional yeah. back in 1990 I want to say the fall of 95 yep. is when I started there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, working there in high school. I, I bet it was just before fall of 95 because I worked there all through high school. And then I must have gone down to University of Oregon. Actually, you know what? I think I came back. That's probably what it was. I okay. came back. It was my first summer after freshman year. I was working in the greens crew. And I think I started working the pro shop as well. I started working the pro shop in like 92. How old were you, Chris? Uh, when I started working the pro shop, I think I was 15. And wow. Yeah. I started working there when my sophomore year <clears throat> call, or in high school, worked in the pro shop under uh, Pat Aiken. Yeah. And uh, Derek Peterson and Chuck West were both yeah. the assistant pros. And then graduated from high school. went to, And then I started working the grounds crew out there. And that was 
there's a whole nother world out there mm-hmm. when you talk about golf courses. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Those guys are amazing. And, uh, but then, uh, moved at, moved back home after going to university of Oregon for a couple of years and, uh, went kind of was working the greens crew in the summers and then, uh, started working the pro shop again. And that's when you were there. So, and how old were you when you started working there? Oh, I must've been 25. Your second job. My second job in the golf business. I I worked for six months up up at the Oregon golf club and a friend of mine Mm. who's the Callaway rep came to me and said, Hey, I just left there. I heard they're looking for an assistant. Nice. Get the hell out of Oregon golf club. I literally went down there shortly thereafter, met with Derek Peterson, Pat Akins. And he said, you're hired. Nice. You start five 30 on Saturday morning. Wow. Perfect. What? Yeah. Pat was a, was an incredible boss. I didn't realize just how good of a boss he was. So he, uh, he, he used to be like a trick shot guy. He would put on, he would go up to the Fred Meyer Challenge and put on like trick shot shows and stuff. And, but, uh, I didn't realize just how cool of a boss he was because he was like the only boss I had when I was a kid. Right. And, but he would take all the pro shop guys out to Malibu Grand Prix and out to dinner for Christmas and give us a Christmas bonus. We just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, but I didn't realize just how awesome that actually was. And, yeah. Uh, Willamette Valley Country Club was probably the greatest place to work and, uh, as a junior because there wasn't this employees play on Mondays. I mean, if there was a spot on a Saturday <clears throat> and I wanted to get out there, totally fine with it. Yeah, as long awesome. as you're not keeping up play, you know, as long as you're not taking spots away. So they were super supportive of those of us that were junior golfers trying to <clears throat> trying to come up. So. It was great. All right, dude. So go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah. So, um, I got into golf, you know, kind of like most everybody did just kind of, um, hanging around their dad and, you know, or somebody that was an influence. And for me, that was my dad. And, you know, for, for most of my junior time, it was, I was a big hockey player. I was a big baseball player. And, you know, I kind of started out by grabbing, grabbing his Wilson staffs, and rifling some river rock across the yard. So, (laughs) and he had these nice Wilson staffs with aluminum shafts and, you know, he'd come home and all of a sudden he'd see the face all scarred up and, you know, and that's how I really learned how to play. And then it was finally took me to the golf course and, and, um, uh, kind of rolled with it and had a good time doing it. Where was that at? What part? So I grew up in Colorado. Okay. So in Denver and played a lot of hockey and seemed like hockey was all the time. And then baseball was all the time. And, you know, and there was very little time for golf and then just started getting into it and dabbling around and finding some success. And I didn't play a ton of junior golf events, but really loved the game of golf and, and, uh, played golf in high school, um, uh, lettered all four years in high school in Denver, in in Denver. Okay. Um, and played hockey and, and, you know, and I was kind of like weighing my options. Like, what do I do? Do I go down the hockey road? Do I go down, you know, playing golf? So you were playing hockey and golf at the same time. Yes. Were you on the, the high school hockey team? We did have a high school hockey team. It was non affiliated with the high school, but we, you know, we wore our colors and our school mascot and all that, um, for our hockey team. It was really cool. Were you a good hockey player? I was good. All right. So yeah. you, you basically lettered in hockey and golf yeah. for your letterman. And I was probably a better hockey player than I am a golfer. I'll be danged. And, wow. And, All right. Yeah. And so that was it. And, you know, right about the time, you know, people are, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go to school? It was trying to make a decision. Am I going to play hockey in college or am I going to play golf? 
and I ended up choosing golf and I don't regret it. I love it. Um, were you recruited? Uh, a little bit. Were you recruited Uh, for hockey? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then for golf, just minor. And then I ended up going to a junior college to start. And then after two years, I transferred out here to Portland state. Oh, Viking. Yeah. And that's how I ended up out here is my dad uh, moved out here. And, you know, I came out after, I think for Christmas one year and I got off the plane and it was like green grass. Uh Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shit shit doesn't go dormant here like it does in the Midwest. Brown in Colorado. (laughs) Right. It's just like, it's not the same. No. So anyway, I, I, uh, I transferred out here, played golf at Portland State and, uh, you know, I stayed. What was your guys' home course at Portland State back then? So we played usually on Mondays out at Riverside and then we played Heron Lakes quite a bit and East Easy Moreland. Easy. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> the Easy Moreland. Easy Moreland. The, so Heron Lakes back then was just 27 holes. We, yeah, the red, white, and blue. Uh, or would it, was, I think it maybe was it wasn't even green. red. It, it was, was just the yeah, green. I, I think it was just the green back. Wow, back then because the red nine didn't come in until. So that would have been yeah. ninety three. It was probably right around then when they were building was, that yeah. red nine. Did you graduate from high school in ninety? In ninety. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Nice. So, you big fan of Happy Gilmore. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't it's, tried that? For, talking to a guy that played hockey and golf. It's like, wow. Yeah, good point. Good <laughs> point. That's pretty impressive. So so you mentioned baseball in there, too. Yeah. Okay, so, so you had baseball, hockey, and golf. All three different approaches with yeah. kind of a, a shot. Would you compare... Would you say your baseball swing screwed up your golf swing more than your hockey play? Or how, how does all, all those three compare? Mm-hmm. I would say hockey helped me play golf. Okay. And golf made me suffer hitting a baseball. There you go. Oh, See, yeah. I like to hear that because oh. my daughters are softball players. And my oldest daughter has a natural golf swing. And when she first started playing softball, I was like, oh, her golf swing's going to suck now. Yeah, and, yeah, I, right. and her golf swing has suffered because of softball. I yeah. wish it would have been the other way around because she's a pitcher. I'm like, you don't need a hit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't need a hit. Just pitch. So, But hockey was fantastic for golf. Oh, I bet. It just, you know, really got me to use my lower body to hit the ball far, um, coiling, uncoiling. Uh-huh. transferring weight from right to left. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. That's good advice. I should take take some of that yeah, advice. Take up some yeah. hockey? No, yeah. no, just take <laughs> get some advice in golf. I- <laughs> so you were a little kid, you take it up. When did you start? I mean, to go into high school and be on the varsity golf team is good. So when, yeah. were, when did you know you were decent at golf? I was probably 12, 13. And how long had you been playing? A year or two. Oh, no, geez. Just natural talent. Yep. It, you wow. know, and it was, um, I remember the day I was on, on vacation. I was literally in Mexico city with my grandma oh, and nice. my dad got the emails like, Oh yeah, you know, high school tryouts is next week. And I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. And so he flew me back early from vacation to try out for the golf team. Cause he knew you were good. I just, he, I think he knew that I wanted to do it, yeah. but I was telling him it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just wait till next year to do it. And anyway, I came back. I ended up making the, uh, the golf team that first year. Was that, was that a tryouts? Was that just like a 18 hole? What, yeah. what was that? It was kind of like, you know, you get 25 people show up on the first tee and the coach sends you out and, you know, the top, whatever, nine, 10, 11, 12 players make it to the varsity team. The, 
So, how long did it take you to beat your dad at golf? Uh, it didn't. T- <laughs> it didn't take me very long, just because my dad was not a big player. I mean, he played occasionally, but you know, he didn't play you know all that often. And I probably would say I was maybe 16, 15, 16 when I beat him for the first time. Oh, nice. But I'd only been playing for a few years. Jeez. Natural. I know. That's so nice. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. Uh, what was the biggest win you had at golf? I mean, in this, I, I suppose we can maybe take it if you have like different kind of generational kind of wins. Yeah, no. I, I mean, the one that truly stands out was um, in 2008. Have you guys heard of the Albertsons Team Championship that was put on by Jeff yeah. Sanders? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I won that in 2008 out of Pumpkin. Yeah. And we played at uh, Lake Las Vegas. Oh, wow. In Las Vegas. Wow. I remember that. It, what? Uh, who'd you play? Was that a team event? It was yeah. a team event. What club uh, did you play with? Pumpkin Ridge. Okay. And nice. at that particular time, we had our club champions, and and one of them is a good friend of mine who's no longer with us uh, today, but Jim Dunlap. Okay. And um, Laurie McKay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, that was the highlight of my golfing career was to <laughs> was to stand there and have one of these presenting checks that said fifty thousand dollars on it. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And does that fifty thousand dollars go to you, or is that split amongst? It was. It was given to me. Okay. So, and it was a. It was a. 25, what was it? 25 bond, 25 in cash. Okay. And you wow. said to your, your amateur friends, I'm sorry, I can only give you 600. Yeah, you're an amateur. <laughs> yeah. I'd give you more, but my hands are tied. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. No, but it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, they were, they were a huge part of the reason why we ended up winning that competition. I certainly couldn't, couldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. The, I remember, I feel like watching it on TV. Yeah. You know, we did. Yeah, it was on TV they, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they ran yeah. it on Sundays, and uh, I remember Willamette Valley had a yep. had a team in there one time. I remember watching uh, Marsha Fisher yeah. playing, and I can't remember uh, Pat Aikens well, and Scott prob- Smith. Pro- oh, yeah, Scott Sport, Smith. There you go. Doug Skelly, uh, re- retired uh, Portland uh, firefighter. I'll be danged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he was a member out there. He's like a plus one or plus two yeah. at the time. Where is he now? I have no idea. Still there. Oh, he, is he really? Yeah. <laughs> old leather-faced <laughs> fucker. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So, Dom, what led you to the current position? Uh, is it PGA Oregon Chapter? Yes, yeah, so it, right is, it, it is the Oregon Chapter okay. of the Pacific Northwest Section. Okay, so when, I get my, when I, so when I get my monthly magazine in the mail, is that what? the PNG? Was, That's is the, that... That is the PNGA. Okay. And that's what you're part of. No. You're not. You're you're the Pacific so, Northwest chapter yes. of the PGA. So I work on behalf of all of the local club pros who okay. are affiliated with the PGA of America. Okay. And the Oregon chapter extends from Longview, Kelso, all the way down to Ashland, and then over to Central Oregon and uh, Sylvie's Valley Ranch. Okay. Perfect. So you're just like the point of contact for this region. Yes. Okay. So we've got over just over 400 golf professionals that I work on behalf of. Um, you know, in this time of the year, once we get rolling into golf events, it's a lot of playing golf opportunities. And as Todd can attest yeah. to, he plays quite a bit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we just, we have committees that, you know, kind of do a bunch of the legwork for, you know, what we do in the Oregon chapter. Okay. Who's your boss? So I work for the, for the Pacific Northwest section. Okay. And we have an Oregon chapter board that I work on behalf of, as well as the members of the Oregon chapter. Okay. And you're at their... Every year, they decide whether you stay or go, correct? 
Or, or do you have a contract that's longer? Yeah, no, I mean, I've got a, uh, no, I don't have a long contract. It's it's a renewable contract every year. Every year. Based on performance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's one of your goals this year? One of my goals? Yeah, uh, for you know, the, for, I, or do they have for you? What's one of the goals they have for you? Well, yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, over the years, it's been growing participation in our events with professionals uh-huh. because we have, you know, as I said, 400 golf professionals, but not everybody plays. Right. So, you know, we're trying to have playing opportunities in all regions of our chapter, which is, you know, we've got some bigger markets in the metro area and up and down the I-5 corridor and smaller markets in Medford and and Ashland. And we do events down there now. Uh, We never used to do any, but, you know, they felt like they were being neglected down there. And so we started running some golf events down there. So they don't have to travel very far now to participate. Yeah, there there was one tournament down there and i'm trying it was right around the master's time at grants pass in medford yeah they ran a spring tour that's right that was and we didn't necessarily run it it wasn't run by the chapter okay um and and so now we run actually go down there we run four pro-ams once a month in june through september that's awesome yeah so now there's a connection there's a greater connection with you know our members down there and we do the same in central oregon and just really trying to give everybody an opportunity to play. That's awesome. There's yeah. plenty of golf courses in Central Oregon, I imagine. Some great guys. golf yeah. courses down there. <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> There's just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best part of your job? What do you enjoy about your job? You know, it's meeting new people all the time. And we have a lot of people that play, you know, in a bunch of our events. Todd being one of them, he plays quite a bit. But then it's seeing people for the first time that come back, you know, maybe two or three months later. Nice. Um, establishing those relationships with individuals, amateurs, um, professionals, and, you know, our sponsors that participate. Very cool. It, and you do a really good job at it. And the, the, one of the things that the, you're from there in the dark, he starts at dark. We show up, it's almost dark and we're soaked. And we, we walk by the clubhouse at Waverly <laughs> and there's a fire. And we're like, oh God, I'd love to go sit by that. And we're like, can can we get a drink or something? Dom has been here for 12 hours. He walks in and finds out if they're open and does and says, go on in, get a beer, sit down. It's, nice. That is just hitting it out of the park for me and everybody. You know, just like you've been there a long time. Most people would say, I don't know, go check it out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. He walked in. Yeah. So it's you're doing a great job, dude, and I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Hitting it out of the park with customer service. Absolutely. That's that's great. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, what's the least favorite part of your job? Showing up early and making sure bars are open? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, you know, my wife would probably agree. You know, that's, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there is a bad part about it. Maybe I'll not getting to play? Yeah, if I had to pick and choose and find something. But I do get to play in a few of them. Okay, good. Um but yeah, I mean, as a whole, I mean, I, you know, um, I love what I do, you know I mean? That's, yeah. that's the truth. And that's, that's good. It's, that's a hard thing. That a lot of people don't get, I yeah. tell most people you work to live. You don't, it's, it's a, to love your job is really difficult thing. And if you're loving it, that's awesome. I think all three of us in this room probably love our job. Kind of. Well, <laughs> we, at, at least at one point in time, we have loved our it's, job. It's, it's a job. I, it's it's a honorable, valuable job, but yeah. I'm ready to be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any funny? Do you have any funny stories about proams? I mean, maybe that don't include Todd, and then one that might include Todd. <laughs> oh man, there, you know, it's I have a, I have a lot of funny stories, but uh, you know, it's just you know every 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 day is a different day for sure. 
Um, we certainly have some challenges that we're up against and we work to continually be better at what we do. But I mean, as a whole, I mean, it's, it's a ruling here, it's a ruling there, but it's, it comes up all the time. And just hearing about what happened on Monday, I'm curious to hear more. Yeah. So yeah, let's hear this. Part. I was in a, the hazard, which had a bunch of grass mounds in them. You were in a penalty area? A penalty area. Those are all bunkers are considered considered penalty areas no bunkers or bunkers okay so i was in a bunker and they had a grass okay they had grass mounds in them yeah and i says to my pro hey do i get relief do, can i do i get my six inches and you played with who uh oh gosh is he in trouble am i dq well, not yet <laughs> a very good friend of mine scott krieger yeah so i said hey do i get six inches here on on this grass and he said yeah yeah you, so i marked it i cleaned you it you did it correctly Okay. He, yeah. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. And I didn't, but afterwards I was thinking, I was like, God, did I cheat? And you know what? I've, I've at the, uh, God, the Callaway, I'm over on 18, no, no, 17 next to the river. Yeah. And I, I'm left right next to it. I'm on grass and stuff. I'm inside the stakes and there's this gigantic boulder. I'm like, it's right in my fucking way. I'm going to move this. So I <laughs> reached down and I, I move it, and I look at Krieger, and he's looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm like, did I just cheat? Just shaking his head. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to move it back now? <laughs> so I cheated. Yeah. But well, uh, I, I took one on the chin and, you know, took a, I think probably a, let's see, uh, that feels like a, I'm going to go out and say a one-stroke penalty, or is it two? Moving a rock in a hazard back in the olden days. Yeah. Well, it was that, a boulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a boulder that... I moved, moved a loose impediment inside the... Which used to be a hazard. Yeah, so probably two. Yeah, that's a dumb... Yeah. That's a dummy move. Two strokes. It happens. It, it, it's... The the rules of golf are insane. They are insane. I well, mean, I, I just, just caddying the few times that I have for tour professionals... They, I mean, they're, they're, they're the reason that there's guys in golf carts driving around the course to, to help with rulings because people don't know the exact rulings, right? Yeah. And when you're making money off the deals, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. So now I'm legal to do that now that the rules have changed. Loose impediment. Yeah, it's a loose. I could now pick up the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when this fucked me. <laughs> oh, man. You got anything else for Dom? Because he's going to stick around. He's going to be the part of the. Rest I think of the that's show awesome. I th- I just think he's he's great because I, I I play with another pro who's I I bet he can be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> who I love. <laughs> I know who yeah. you're Peach. Talking about. Oh yeah. And you you just take it in stride. And I love Pisha to death, but he he'll also let you have it. Just like ah, oh, that's. Yeah. He there was a time when he let me have it. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell us about that? No, I mean, I, I just you can have that conversation with him. Yeah, okay. But, you know, it was early on in me taking over this position here, but but yeah, no. Ever since then, I mean, I I mean, I listened to him. I mean, it's I've always told people if you have an issue or a discrepancy or something, don't talk behind my back about it, and come forward and tell it to my face. Yeah. And and if it's if it's wrong, we'll make it right. Yep. And if it's if it's right, then you just need to know that's right. Yeah. And. I, I see how it, you're like a duck. It just rolls off your back and you let people, you know. Yeah. And- I, I mean, there are certainly, there are, there are stressful situations out there, but again, there's, there are situations out there that, that 
I think some people perceive as stressful that aren't. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about, you know, loving your job. It it was Catherine Graham from the Washington Post that said to love what you do and feel that it matters. How could anything else be more fun? Uh And that's truly how I live and and work by. I love that. And uh, yeah, so still to this day, I mean, I would rather somebody come to me and if they have an issue, they bring it to my attention. Let's cheers cheers to that. That That is a great, great attitude. Tom, you'd make a great fire chief. Uh, you just you got a great attitude about life. I love it. Yeah, and he doesn't. He does, never gets worked up. Yeah, and if I do, I never let anybody know. Yeah, that's see, that's good. Yeah. All right, dude. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've gotten into Dom. Dom's going to stick around. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. Let's cover news first, Todd. Before I know that you said there's a lot of news. We got a couple things on here, but. Something just came in today that... No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Uh, University of Southwest golf teams got nice. in a fatal car, uh, wreck uh, in the last 24 hours or so. Both the men's and women's golf team were on a, a bus. Nope, van. Van. 17-person van. 17-person van. Uh, it looks like... Everybody but two people were killed. I know. Head on. Uh, uh, disgusting it's horrible yeah i I don't know i don't know what the cause of the accident was it sounds like it was just at sunset kind of in the evening or at night uh, i don't know if it's the sun or if it's dark i don't know if the other driver create caused the accident but was there seat belts probably not but yeah it's a bummer yeah it's horrible horrible do you uh was it in Texas? Because I think that's where the college yeah. is from. So. Yeah, near Lubbock. Okay. All right. Or that's where the, they went to, the two people went to the Lubbock Hospital. Okay. So now that I just brought us down a couple notches. Yeah. Let's let's get us back up a couple notches. Okay. Let's, here we let, go. Do we need to, uh, is Philbert nuts in the, in the news this week? I don't think so. <laughs> First week. Yeah. The, of, of several weeks that Philbert nuts is not in the news. Okay. Saudi golf leave is in the news. Okay. What do you got for Saudi golf? Okay. Sa- I'd love to hear Dom's take on the Saudi golf league. Too. Okay. Well, the, 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 uh, Greg Norman, the shark has said, okay, we've got an eight tournament thing scheduled and I've got it right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think there's eight, but I only see seven. July 1st through the 3rd, Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club, Portland, Oregon. What? Yeah. Did you know about this? I just read it this morning. Oh, really? Can we get tickets now? Oh, my God. Are you shitting me? Inside the ropes. Inside the ropes. Oh, you know what? (laughs) The first one is in England. Are are we going to be out there protesting? Is this what we're doing? God, right? Throwing... You know, fake red paint on them. Yeah. Wow. So the first one is actually, I think, in England, and I don't know why it's not here. But uh, eight tournaments. Okay. The f- there's a format. Okay. They've they've explained it. He's tweaked it, and people don't need to hear you turn your pages. What? So aggressive. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the LIV Golf. Do you know what LIV is, anybody? Anybody know what it stands for? I, I don't for? know what it stands for. Because we got the DP Double Penetration Tour in <laughs> yeah, in um, yeah. England. That's where all the, you know, the, the Euros the Euro play. play. And some of the Americans. This LIV Golf is kind of a 
they say Asian tour. Okay. Maybe Eurasian. Yeah. Anyways, so there's going to be the format. LIV, I think, is just a company. I think okay. it's just like an investment company or something. It's a team format. Okay. 48 players. Okay. No cut. Okay. Captains pick teams. Ooh. Schoolyard pick. Yes. I like it. I do. Because who's that 48th <clears throat> jerko? Yeah. Uh, All right. We'll take Cockrack. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh so it's a, a weekly player draft. So just because you're on one team doesn't mean you're on the same team the next week. I like that. I like that because you know what? In school, playing kickball, I wasn't on the same team every week. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, so I'm comparing this LIV league to my elementary school kickball you're, days. You're one of my top picks on my team because I, I enjoy you. But if there's a, you know, somebody who feel like <laughs> there's I like. Line, and, you might pick Patrick Reed before me is what you're saying. I might. <laughs> surprised, Shot, surprised he's not going over there. We'll see. That's true. Shotgun starts. Really? Everybody oh, plays at the same time instead of like watching. That's cool though. I mean, Brooksy hit yeah. a thousand balls in the water with disinterest, son of a bitch, and his, <laughs> his, his bleachy blonde hair and his roots that are coming through. Jeez. Um, let's see. No more 72 hole events. 54. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no cuts. Everybody gets paid. Well, it's because they just got paid millions of dollars before they even went in there over there. Yeah. And then massive purses. $25 million. Whew. That's pretty impressive. Every week. Blood money. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's yeah, let's find out what the Dom's take is on all this. And if we don't want to implicate you on any sort of, so if, if you feel like you want to just not answer any questions when it comes to controversial topics like this, please just let us know. Just be like, hey. Yeah. I mean, I don't have an opinion on it one way or the other. I mean, my curiosity is peaked to see who ends up playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They haven't announced any players yet. Yep. And again, it's, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who plays. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I have, yeah, it, it's, you know, there, there have been some conversations surrounding, you know, where's this money coming from? And, you know, I mean, I'd have a really hard time, even if, even if there was some sort of transparency and above board kind of pay, you know, I mean, if I was a struggling golfer and I had some money in front of me, I'd have a hard time not getting paid. Those 48 people that are going to be playing are not struggling. I bet you they're some just of those. getting richer. Sure, but what if Josh Creel had an offer? I think he's too much of a great American to be able to go go play in that league. But I'm I'm just curious. I mean, there there's there's be, money, be, and be, then there's being playing for the greatest tour on earth, and the Players Championship just did it. But but let's just but but we also have to not ignore the fact that. Even in the like the NFL or or whatever professional league, there are players that know their time's coming to an end and mm-hmm. they're going to take a paycheck just to take a paycheck for themselves and their family, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you realize, if you're at that age that you're like, you know what, I just got my shot on the PJ Tour and it didn't happen. I'm not going to, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. This is my one shot, kind of done. If this came around, I'd have a hard time maybe not taking advantage of this if it came to me right it might not i mean i'd be maybe if i was ranked like 250th or 300th in the world it might not get to me but if it got to me 
I might have to sell my soul to the devil, to be honest with you, for a paycheck. For a paycheck. I I get what you're saying. If somebody dangled a $25 million check in front of me and says, you come over here and play for a year, absolutely, I'd take it. it, As long as you gave half of it to human rights and you wore wore a hat that said divot room and the Saudis can kiss my grits. (laughs) Yes, I... I mean, if, if there was, if, yeah, if, I like that. If I gave half of that money away just to be able to secure twelve and a half million dollars for me and my family, yep, yes, okay. I like I mean, it. Be, I, I've seen too many people out there struggling on the Corn Ferry Tour in, in their mid thirties that get the opportunity to go to the PGA Tour, and once they get there, it just doesn't happen. There's a point in time in in professional tour golf that you have to realize this isn't it. And that's why they. I, I'm not going to be successful because there's too many people out there like that, right? That's why the the PGA has got to start giving people a two hundred thousand dollars salary. If you make the top one twenty five, you just made two hundred thousand dollars. You need to have at least a minimum for yeah. a, for an appearance in a PGA tour. Event. You can't you need lose to give me ninety thousand dollars because you made it on the tour and now it's expensive. And it's hard. I get, I get the Titleist is out there. I get the ping is out there and pe- they're paying people, but you, you need to give me two, two grand a week just to offset my costs for showing up at your event. Yeah. And my caddy who I'm paying as well is carrying around a billboard for your sponsor all week and doesn't yeah. get paid shit. Well, so hopefully well, they address it. Yeah. He gets paid a thousand dollars a month if they caddy in 11 events or more for health insurance, but that's. Well, that's, and here's the problem that we can relate to not paying people enough. Look at um, Brittany Greiner. Right. USA has to go to Russia, Russia to make real money. And I, I, what a dipshit. Don't fucking put marijuana oil in your goddamn suitcase. Well, now she's chiseling away stones in Siberia. In the gulag for 10 years. Right. But she was put in this position because she had to go make that money that she couldn't make right. here. Right. So fix it. There's a lot of money over here, and it doesn't have to be dirty. Right. Yeah. So we just... Is Philbert Nuts in there at all? No. He's, he's in the gulag. <laughs> he's in the... <laughs> PGA Gulag. <laughs> oh man, what else you got for Stenson? Oh yeah, Henrik Stenson got selected as the uh, European team captain for 2023 Ryder Cup, right? Yeah, some kind of weird schedule since the pandemic fucked everything up. Well, it's I thought it was even years, but now that the that the it's changed a couple times, right? Yeah, I, I believe World War II I, fucked it, and 9/11 fucked it. Yep. And and now the pandemic fucked it. So now we're now we're on uh, odd years. Yeah. So Henrik Stenson uh, working on his golf swing still. How's that? Going? Oh God, that thing is <laughs> think terrible. Gonna, do you think he's going to be on his team? I saw him in his underpants. You did. Yeah. We all did. We all <laughs> oh, right. Was, he took he, his pants off to did, go hit a ball out of the um, out of the pond. His fanny was his his caddy. And he had on like these athletic tidies that went down halfway down his thighs. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, Nelly Corda. Ooh. She's got a blood clot. Ooh, right. Where? Well, I'm not sure. I I, I just saw that she's taken a little bit of a leave um, from the LPGA to deal with this blood clot and rehab. So I don't have a ton of more details other than that. Okay. I hope it's not in her brain. It's 
It's not. Or it's, her heart or I lungs. believe she had some pain in her leg. Okay. Had, yeah, she went to DVT. Yeah, DVT. Correct. You're a paramedic, I forgot. <laughs> Practically a doctor in some countries. <laughs> what else you got there, dude? That's it. All right. Well, before we move on to our review of the players, because we've got a lot to cover, but last week we talked about our one-year anniversary, and we talked about a lot of people and things that we did over the last year, but we forgot one person, one individual that we owe a lot to, and I think it's probably best that we forgot him last week. We didn't forget you, but we definitely want to maybe set him off on his own little pedestal because he's done a ton for us. We played golf with him. He's been on the show, Andre Gonzalez. Oh. Phenomenal dude. Just We owe a lot to him, so... We didn't mention him last week after what we talked about all of our accomplishments over the last year, but that that oh he was one of the people that we've had on yeah and he's one of my he's one of the highlights in the last year for me absolutely playing play. golf with yeah. him and you tying him oh god you had the round of your life and he, he was wants to like forget shit. that <laughs> he wants to fucking forget that <laughs> yeah yeah we reminded him we talked to him so all right let's talk about the players championship sorry I. Can't. I always want to say the championship. It's just the players. The The players. players. Yeah. So Cam Smith, the alley rat, wins. It was an amazing tournament. Uh, The crazy weather, dude, forced play into Monday. Uh, The second round was being played on Saturday. Yes. And then the third round started on or finished on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. A ton of highlights from this. Uh, Todd, give me some of your highlights that, that you have from this tournament. The we I was in work jail Thursday, Friday, and was able to watch it Thursday, and then Friday was a complete fucking washout. Yeah. Made me so mad being at you know in work jail. You want when you're working out getting yoked, you want to watch golf. Yeah. Especially if people don't record the prices right for you. Oh, God, you're in so much <laughs> trouble, you son of a bitch. I went and visited Todd at work, and and as I was leaving, he's because they got a call, and as I was leaving, he said, hey, go go in the gym and record prices right for me. I thought he was joking. Yeah, I got there, and I was like, where the where the hell is it? Yeah, he got in there, and he's like, where's, where's prices right? And then he texted me, he's like, you didn't record prices right for me. I was like, I thought you were kidding. Who kids about that? <laughs> Oh man! Hey, did you see Matthew Wolf throw his iron in the? Uh, I in did the lake on the 18th. Well, I mean, it was so nonchalant, almost like I really don't give a shit about this club. I'm just yeah, gonna... He was he was done. Yo, he, yeah, he was done. Yeah, it was kind of like this because he went, and then he went like this, and then he went. Boop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was a beauty. Yeah. Have you ever felt like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I've that's if I've thrown a club, I think that's how I've done it. It's just yeah. like. Like, I don't helicopter. Right. I don't, this is, you definitely don't yeah. do this <clears throat> overhand like a tomahawk because that's how you break shit. Yeah. You got to helicopter it because then it'll. Yeah. I, I've gotten, if if I do slam a club anymore, it's just slamming. I don't let go of the handle anymore. Dom, when was the last time you threw a club? Never. Good for you. Never. Never. Not even when you were. A, <clears throat> never. Because you were fucking good. No, I was no. never. I was never good. I never thought I was good and, you know. You know, the difference is, though, he, he just got it out on the hockey rink. That's where he got his aggression. <laughs> that was exactly where. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I saw some people that sh- wanted to break their shit. Uh, Scott Piercy, 
This was a big one for me. He's he's lost his shit before. Did you guys see it? Uh-uh. His second round, which was being finished on Saturday, minus two, goes to 17. Minus two. The leader in the house is minus seven. He gets up there. He's playing great. He hits a nine iron right over the flag. Hits the back of the green. Bloop. Plops in the water. Goes to the drop zone. Hits into this the slope of the green. Spins it off into the water. Hits his next one on. Barely. Onto the fringe. Long grass. Makes a beautiful seven footer for a seven. He's now at plus two. He's just brought all the plus twos into the fold. Because the cut was at plus one. If him... Or Watney, birdie 18, the plus twos are out, plus ones are in. He, he goes to 18. He scrapes his drive into the pine straw. Oh, God, it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he smother hooks an iron onto the front left portion of the green. Good job. All he's got to do is two putt, and he makes the cut. And then he can shoot 85, 89. And makes $40,000. <laughs> Instead, he three putts and walks off. <laughs> tough. Tough oh. finish. Um, Zinger. He's my ding-dong, by the way. So when Zinger was... was t- I, I believe that Zinger is the reason we have a ding-dong of the week. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... Uh, He's getting ready to putt, Pierce is, and Zinger says, this is for his self-esteem. <laughs> what the? F- no, this has nothing to do with his self-esteem. Either he fucking hits a good putt or he doesn't. You don't go home and you say, I'm less of a man, Zinger, because I missed a putt. What the fuck? <laughs> well, consider the source, though. I mean... As awesome as Paul Azer was on the golf course, he is certainly not as great of an announcer. I have a tough time listening to him. Okay, oh, he, you, yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is negative all of the time. <clears throat> yeah, he's 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 a ding dong. Yeah, yeah he, I, we he was. I think he was our first ding dong yeah. when we first started this, and he was the reason we kept it going because I mean, he, <laughs> and I think he was the ding dong like three weeks in a row. We're like, we gotta at least find somebody else because this guy's a dork. I mean, he he just wants to be Johnny Miller. Totally, he wants to be Johnny. Be yourself. The, the, don't bring up somebody self esteem. Like, you're going to go home and kill yourself? No, it's a fucking putt. Guy's working for his living. He wants to play better. And as we know, golf is hard. And Scott Piercy, he's... He's a dipshit. He is. He's he's had his own issues. So. Well, yeah, he shared some shit about QAnon. Yeah. He did a bad meme about Pete Buttigieg. I'm, I'm not a fan of him, so it didn't break my heart. But I did kind of like, ooh, like... You're two under, you're at 17. How do you do that? Do, it's like center of the green, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds easy. It, I guess it does, <laughs> but the wind wasn't blowing. It's like, maybe, is it a bad thing to say to your pro if you're the caddy? Like, okay, dude, let's make par. How do we make par here? And this is 18? 17. 17, yeah. How do we make par here? <clears throat> After you, after you just went through the Zephyr the, like two days ago, yeah, and now you're in you're you're five shots out of first. I, I don't know. Some pros would probably take it okay with my caddy saying, "Hey, 
we we got to have just a 60 foot putt, right? Right. Hey, pal, just go for the center of the green. Yeah, let's not look how big that green is up there. Yeah, just, just lock in. Just just relax. I mean, he hit a great shot. Yeah. But it just completely went over the pin. Right. I mean, it's like he probably thought he hit a great one, but then all of a sudden you're like, (gasps) Yeah. I'm I just brought the cut into play. What the fuck did I why didn't you remind me, caddies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Well, pay me more than five percent, bud. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, you missed the cut. I don't get a paycheck. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? I got Russell Knox's umbrella. Oh, what happened? Do you know those little umbrellas you could buy at the airport that kind of fold up into something like <laughs> yeah. this you could stuff in your purse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russell Knox had one of those on Sunday. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm not going to blame his caddy. I'm just going to blame the fact that he probably stole it from his wife on the way down. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to rain on Sunday, I don't think. And his caddy forgot to bring the real umbrella. Well... I'm I'm not going to blame the caddy again because it's not like, hey, Russell, you want me to bring the umbrella? Mm-hmm. You know, it's more more than likely Russell is probably like, hey, do you do you want to carry the umbrella? And if the caddy said no, I think it should be good today. Any good caddy would be like, yeah, let's take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I don't care how much more. It's, it's not going to weigh much more. I'm going to blame Russell for this one because. It's. It was. Was he hiding under it? Was it folded backwards? I mean, it wasn't folded backwards, but he was. It was. I mean, it was comical. I was Jesus. like, okay, clearly this guy didn't think it was going to be raining, but he's been playing good. Yeah, he's a good golfer. What about you, Dom? What did, was there anything that stuck out for you in that tournament? You know, yeah, it really was uh, Justin Thomas when he played his. I guess would have been his second round. Uh, yeah. He came off the golf course and he kind of patted himself on the back and, and he was, as he said, he goes, I was super proud of the way I played, but he embraced it Yeah, and he did not, you know, I mean, he probably argued about it later, but again, he just embraced the situation and went out to try to be the best round of that wave. Yeah. And he was. It was impressive. Until Bubba. (laughs) Until Bubba did it. Until Bubba did it. One better. Yeah. He, returning champion, right? You got a lot to live up to and it's tough, but- what did he after the second round? Where was he at? Was he even? He was minus three after the he. I feel like he went even par and yeah. three under right. for his, his right. wind round. Right. And that same round, uh, Brooksy <laughs> shot an eighty-one, I think, or eighty-two. He hates golf. Well, he, he you know, he, unless yeah. he's playing good, he downplays it. Well, it's not a major. Well, this is a major. What do you got to say about yourself now? But he he laughed about 17. You know, I mean, there, 17 was crazy. He hit a box of balls in there over two days. Yeah. I wonder if anybody was close to losing the balls in their bag. Like if they were getting close to like being done. Ooh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Apparently you can borrow a ball. Is this correct, Dom? As long as it's the same Kind. Well, no, somebody was saying, and I think it was a guy in a different golf tournament said that he he had to borrow a ball and it wasn't the same kind and he got a two-stroke penalty for well, not playing the same same whatever. You could probably borrow a ball as long as it's the same type and everything, right? Well, so you're playing a Pro V1X, you, you, then you're not going to borrow a Cirxon, right? You got to play a Pro V1X. I mean, you, you announced it on the first tee. Pro V1X practice? Does <laughs> <laughs> have a little tour stamped on the side of it? <laughs> yeah, the uh, 
I don't know. Did you? So Paul Casey, runner up. Uh, do you know what he started with? Like golf balls? No. <laughs> like, do you know what his score was on his very first hole of the tournament? No. Triple bogey. Oh, nice. Going into number two of, of, of his tournament, he was already three over. Jeez. And he ended up runner up. That's pretty impressive. It is an extremely impressive. The uh, caddy for Kevin Kisner had a WD on Sunday or on Monday. Sorry. He had to withdraw because due to illness. So, Kisner's uh, coach. He ate a bad Gulf shrimp. He might, he might have had some bad seafood. <laughs> he had a bad Gulf shrimp that was sitting on the counter. So Kisner's uh, coach had to caddy for him the rest of the way. Oh, I thought it was Kisner that WD'd. No, no, no. No, <laughs> Kisner. No, Kisner. I think he placed in the top five, top ten. Top ten for sure. Oh, no. I'm so worried about his caddy. <laughs> Biggest calves on tour. Oh my gosh, those things are amazing. Yeah, they're probably about as big as my waist. My waist is not small. Um, John Rom. Oh yeah, that guy's a about. fucking helmet. Number one player in the world, and he is terrible. I at don't. Golf. Th- I don't. I honestly don't think he's he's long for number one in the world. Nope, absolutely not. I don't. I don't know where it stands after this week, but he switched putters. He's got now a kind of a forky Odyssey. Yeah, because Odyssey is Callaway. One of the things that I read, and I can't remember which golf writer wrote this, so sorry, golf writer, but they <laughs> said when he hit his ball on two or 12, it was going into the woods. Yeah. He was talking to his ball in English, which everybody knows, Rom showed up at ASU and didn't speak a stitch of English. Yeah. Now he's talking to his ball in English. So, you know, that's. A, I thought that was an interesting. That is an interesting take. I use uh, uh, ribal words when I'm talking to my ball. You ever heard ribal? I don't. I haven't heard of ribal. It's it's potty mouth basically. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> my wife. Heard you. My wife says I'm ribal. <laughs> nice. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> who are you? Do you know who I am? I'm an idiot. Why do you talk to your ball? Is it going to listen? Oh, absolutely. You talk to your ball, don't you? Well, yeah, I'm sure I do. Everybody talks to their ball, right? Uh, yeah. Get up. Yeah. Absolutely. Get down. Plug. plug. Go in. Plug. Turn right. <laughs> begin the turning process. Uh, DJ, did you see his 72nd hole of the tournament? Hold out. Oh, nice. He 63. 63. Tied the course record. You know who else holds that course record? There's a few people. Tiger. Colt Nost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. I believe he was kind of had his eyes on somebody beating his course record. He likes that record, I believe. <clears throat> All so, right, go for it. There's a couple of rules infractions or giddy ups. Right here is one that I think would have gotten me Keegan Kegel Bradley. Okay, on the green, just makes birdie. Well, okay. before he makes birdie, his ball's sitting on the green. Todd's giving us a little bit of illustration here. I'm using a coaster. And a golf ball. A divot room coaster. Yeah. Okay. Marks his ball. Okay. Oh, his ball rolls. After he marks his ball. Right? Just like that. It moves. He grabs it and says, oh, shit. I think I just move it back, right? Or it's sitting here and he goes, okay, I think I just move it back, right? Because I've marked it. And they're like, 
Yeah, that sounds like a good plan, Keel. So he, he grabs it and puts it in his pocket. Yeah. Cleans it, puts it down. <laughs> well, apparently, if you mark it, you gotta pick your ball up. Cause since he'd only just marked it, and then an outside influence like wind stops here, he needed to then go like this. Oh. Who knew? Probably an easy oversight because oh. you've marked your ball in that spot. Yep. You assume. You've marked it? That that's now your spot. Nope. You have to actually pick your ball up and claim it. So anyways, he got a two-stroke penalty after making birdie. And he was really happy with himself for the way he handled it. <laughs> well, what, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Good job, bro. Good job, bro. Um, let's see, Furberger, who okay, me yeah. and Chris, yeah, he he keeps texting me and spelling Furberger, F-I-R, burger. <laughs> <laughs> I had to yell at him through texting. It's F-U-R, burger, and explained why, right? Yeah, you did explain why. Yeah, he's not a he's not like a tree. He's not like a Douglas fir. He's he's what? He's a pussy burger. I'm so sorry, Dom. You had to be here for that. I'm borderline ashamed. Does your family this, listen to this podcast? This is why they do. This they do. Why, they really? Oh yeah. This is why we're rated explicit. Oh god. Reason. Anyways, <laughs> you don't eat tree burgers, and then we went from there. We don't eat tree burgers. Um. Anyway, so he was on. Did you see it, Dom? I did see it. Was, was this was this the controversy between him and Hovland and Damon? Yes. This was on 16. Yeah. What did you... I'll explain what happened. Uh, Furberger was hitting his second shot, takes off, slices, and I think maybe two seconds after he hit, Berger goes, water ball. Yeah. Splashes. Yep. Berger walks up, wants to drop by the green. The other guys said, I'm not comfortable with that drop. What do you think, Don? Right. So, so, so Furberger yeah. walks up to where he believes his ball in the air crossed over the hazard line. Correct. And it was, it was contested by his playing competitors. Victor. Victor Hovland, who is one of the nicest people on most uncontroversial people on tour, and Joel Damon. And yeah. nothing against Joel Damon's character, but they, people have called out. Uh, Hovland is being one of the nicest guys on tour. Yep. And so they said, we don't agree with that. And so that that's kind of where it started. And anybody out there that wants to watch this on YouTube, you can certainly just Google it. Just Google all three of those guys and you'll be able to find that video. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's about four minutes long. Yeah. But go ahead and give us your take on that, Dom. Yeah. So after watching it again and they had the pro tracer on it, mm -hmm. you know, it, did look like the ball started left, like Furberger said. <laughs> and, you know, and, and Victor even said, he goes, I was not on that same line, so it may not have looked, you know. He, he said he was on the left side of the fairway. Yeah, so he was on the other side. Yeah. And so, I mean, I could see how it may be slightly skewed a little bit from his angle. Uh -huh. But you've got two other players saying the same thing, you know, and they just, they needed to come to an agreement at some point as to where they would agree that that ball crossed. Yeah. They they certainly did not feel that it crossed up where Furberger wanted to place it right, right. originally. Um, I didn't see how far away that spot originally was, 
but it was obviously much closer than where he had to drive. It was, it was, I think it was all the way up by the green on the other side of the hazard and where they were saying he had to be dropping back on the other side. Like, I feel like the green was here. The creek goes like this. And he's, uh, Berger saying it went here. Victor Hovland is like, no. Yeah. So I think he was saying you got to drop back here versus right here. And at the pro tracer stuff, you know, we've seen a lot of pro tracer images that were like, ah, that's not exactly how it looked like. Right. I mean, I think the pro tracer image might not be completely accurate. So I'm kind of erring on the side of the players. Joel Damon, it sounded like Joel Damon was just a few yards away from Furberger. Mm-hmm. So Joel Damon, it, it seems like, unless he was talking about Hovland, because he said I was only just I was just a couple of yards away from him. So <clears throat> when you have two players, I'm not I'm not calling out Furberger's character, but at the same time, it's like, dude, I mean, I can understand in that situation, he's probably like, you know what, we got to go for the green. And if I take it out to the left and it yep. goes in the water, that's okay. Well, at least we'll be close enough to where I can still get up there and make par. But we've got to take a chance. And if he pushed it just a Todd and now he's in the water and they're trying to call him back, it didn't look good for Furberger. It really didn't. Not at all. The And people have said he's not the type of guy that'll take some weird Patty Reed drops. Right. They say he, he's been known to watch other people. And call them out on their drops to keep it, you know, cool for the the rest of the field. A 18 at Heron Lake's Great Blue has got a similar from the T. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And if you don't start it left enough and it fades, you can still be routine. Versus, and I've heard some people like, no, I saw it cross way up there. How do you like to deal with those types of situations, Dom, yourself? As a, as a player? Yeah. Well, I mean, the big thing is you got to come to an agreement with the group. I mean, you have to, con- you, have to you know, converse with your playing partners and, and come to a, an agreement on where you believed it crossed. And the, the problem is, is one person, the player, says it's way up by the green, and the other people say, I think, 150 yards back. Can you find a compromise? I mean, it probably won't be to the player's liking, yeah. to the one who's hitting the shot, yeah. because he's going further back. I mean, yeah. there's no question. But, um, I, I mean, I applauded how the official got in there, and he said, <laughs> you can't look to me on this one because I've got no idea. Right. So you guys have to figure this out. Yeah. But then again, I think I think Berger, at the end, while he totally disagreed with what their thoughts were on the situation, he did the right thing. Yep. And he, I think at the end of the day, he can look back and say, he did the right thing. Yeah. And Whether he, he liked it or not. He did because, yeah, he ended up taking the drop. I mean, we, it is all on audio and all on video. And it's, I mean, he. he, he his he, last words were, I think this is a wrong drop, yeah. but I'm doing it. Right. But at the end, he, at the, after the tournament, he said, it's a done deal. Yeah. We're professionals. It's done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good, good for him. He's not. All, all three of those guys, I think, are respected across the board. Yeah, I don't think any of them have any bad baggage. That you know, if it was Patrick Reed in the group, be a completely different story. Right? Yeah, but I think all three of those guys have got a lot of respect. Yeah, and that that's w- and you could just tell. It almost seemed like in the in Joel Damon's body language is like I just, I just don't like this. No, I don't like God, this. No. Oh like, yeah, it's horrible. <clears throat> he's like he's like you know I'm I'm agreeing. It's back here. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. And 
but you could just tell like I, I don't like how this is going down yeah, he was and, and it sucks but man it's at some point in time you just got to at least admit man, I mean, maybe Furberger was wrong maybe he was right who knows yeah. but might, might have cost him just a few hundred thousand dollars <laughs> alright so down the stretch is pretty exciting uh, Paul Casey kind of all people Paul Casey was in the mix it was crazy to watch this uh, probably the toughest break of the tournament, I think in, in the, in, in that timeliness, I guess was when his drive piped it right down the middle of the fairway on 16 and it goes in a fricking ball mark, a ball mark, a ball mark, a, just like a perfectly pl- plug mark. Yeah. I mean, you see balls dodge divots all the time. Like, oh, don't go in there. Oh, it doesn't go in there. And then you see it could just drop in a plug mark. A ball that this is just, you know, very smalls. And that, and that, to me, kind of, as I saw that, I was like, oh, well, shit, I wonder if he actually gets relief from that. And I, I in my mind, I was like, I don't think he does. It's embedded was, ball, right? It, it's well, embedded. not just embedded ball, but, I mean, I, wonder, I was wondering, is there a difference between a ball mark and a divot? Because, you know, I mean, it just seems to me that that there maybe with as many rules as there are in golf, I was thinking maybe there is a rule that <laughs> clarifies divot versus ball mark. And then what I saw somebody on Twitter post, you mean to tell me that Zach Johnson can hit a toe shank off a practice swing and not get a penalty? Right. But yet Paul Casey pipes one down the middle, ends up in a ball mark. And he gets penalized. I mean, ultimately gets penalized because he can't yeah. hit a second shot, right? What's your take on that, Dom? I mean, just from a golf standpoint, just just well, from I mean, a rule standpoint. And maybe. Especially being a chaser in that event. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a hole where you can definitely take advantage of if you yep. hit it down the middle. Yep. Which he did, and his ball rolls into a pitch mark. Yeah. Especially since the leader the, just duck hooked it in the trees on the, the left. <laughs> the difference being it was not his. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you could see him getting relief from that if it was. Yeah, but everybody saw it bounce. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and I don't think – I mean, I, I think we can all understand, like, if it was his ball mark and it plugged, that would be a completely different kind of playing field, right? I mean, yeah. I think we'd probably be lift, clean, place, that kind of stuff. And I think they were there the first couple days. But to me, and just, just the – just for the game, I just don't feel good about that rule. I really don't. I mean, I don't feel good about the divot rule either. But, and they always talk about, well, we'll have to look at that. It's like, huh, <laughs> really? I mean, maybe there should be something, just pick it up and move it over a couple inches if there's clearly something. They should have played winner rules that day. The rest of the way, the rest of the tournament. <laughs> I like I like to play the ball as you find it. And you get these rubs, and sometimes you're going to get the greatest bounce of your life, and sometimes you ain't. Oh, And sometimes yeah. it's going to pour with rain on the last hole, and it's going to fuck you because the guys in front of you got the better draw. And it's just part of golf, and it all works itself out. And if you're Jerko, you get Scott Piercyed. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, dis, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you in the fact that play the ball as it lies and all that kind of stuff, and it, and and it all work itself out in the long run. But there's got to be some look 
into the rules about outside influences and and just kind of I mean you should be rewarded for piping one down the middle yeah. in a pressure situation or like that right should somebody be penalized for not fixing their shit or that yeah yeah let's go back and look to see was that Furberger's ball <laughs> <laughs> was that where his driving it up right yeah <clears throat> all right so ended up cam smith ended up duck hooking in that so they go up to 17 uh did you see cam smith shot on 17 that was unreal do you think it was a miss hit fuck yes <laughs> i think probably i think it was when it when he came off right yeah I, oh, I know. oh he fucked I know. I thought this was a sergio moment i was like oh my gosh yeah. and then it landed four feet from the pin right and i was like well that was a miss hit yeah, the greatest miss hit on the planet. I, he, there's no way he's going for the pin. He's going left, probably 20 yards left, and he's just going for maybe 10 yards short, pin high, just kind of on that ridge. Did you guys ever see an interview with him afterwards? <clears throat> they asked that question. No, I didn't. I didn't see it either. I did, so I, he, I sa- it. he said, I was playing right over the bunker and then that let it hit bunker. that little bunker, which is... 15 feet left of the pin. Yeah. And then it would just feed right. Yeah. yeah. Or be a 30 footer. Yeah. He said it came off and his little grin to his caddy after he saw where it yeah, he's he like, like, that was, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was really good. <laughs> well, it just won a $3.6 million. And then he rolls to 18. And of course, she hit it right. Unless you're Justin Thomas the year before and hits a five wood rope to, you know, a sand wedge. Went right into the pine straw and he hits it into the water. Punch out. Yeah. Yeah. That punch out, they were even talking about that. And who was it? Uh, It was IBF, Ian Baker Finch. He was like, oh, a little bit too Good day, mate. I think it was Ian Baker Finch. Maybe it was a zinger. I don't know. Oh, it a little got, got all that one. Oh, gosh. And oh, gosh. How did I do that? Trickled right in the water. <clears throat> you know, that, 18, that 18th hole, though, I mean, could you imagine standing up there with the lead and seeing that lake? Yeah. And just being like, oh, God. But they were talking about him hitting driver, too. He hit driver, right? Yeah. And then his playing competitor got stepped up there and hit three wood right up the middle but it was like why would you even hit driver there yeah and uh anyways take out a six iron he he got up and down he did like he did he had one putted every single fucking hole that day guy was money yeah and honorabon lahiri ranked 332nd in the world sitting in the middle of the fairway a birdie away from tying and going to a three-hole playoff he hit his second shot and he yeah. he did one of these he was like oh god i pushed it and you could see him trying to uh, tr- kind of yeah hook trying him, to save it over yeah. bring it back and then he had to chip it in he made a good chip and he made a lot of money he did good for him he's gonna make a lot of money in the future too because he's a good golfer and a good guy and he he went on like a 16-day a quiet meditation retreat. He probably paid $5,000 to not talk. And he said it makes him a better person because, you know, he's just, he seems like a really cool dude. Just like golf is golf. This ain't my, about my self-esteem. So I, I like Lahiri. Could you imagine what your wife said if you said, I'm going to go on a 15-day meditation <laughs> retreat? <laughs> we know, we have some friends that go on these quiet retreats. 
<laughs> I like think, I could I, be quiet. I don't think that would fly in my house. Jesus. Oh man. All right, let's review our picks, dude. Well, first off, Dom, let's did you who would you pick for this uh tournament? And did you put any money on the line? <laughs> I did make a pick. Okay. And I did pick Cam Smith oh, on geez. Wednesday night. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a lot of money. Todd and I, <laughs> Todd and I did not pick Cam Smith. I picked, uh, let's see here. I picked Rory McIlroy, T34, John Ron, T55, Billy Horschel. He made the cut. So I want to, oh, he want to make sure that he made the cut, but he WD'd. He went and had golf shrimps with um, Kisner's caddy, and they both shit their pants. So he did. So he had some sort of illness or something. He had a, he had WD on. You're so serious right now. I'm talking about your picks. I just, to, <laughs> I just want to make sure you don't you don't call me out on him not making the cut. Oh gosh, he no. made Look the cut. At me. He made the cut. Uh, Hovland was my alternate and answer. T nine and T thirty four. You pick good picks. You pick Thomas Morikawa and Ver- Furberger. Yeah. So T thirty four for Thomas missed the cut for Morikawa and T thirteen for Berger. So we're we're both we're both even on the week. Sweet. Your alternates Hideki. What happened to Hideki <laughs> and, and Kepka? Kepka missed the cut. So um, Hideki he went to the mats. Hit a, hit a few stinkers, stinkers right, and he was like, "I'm out." I can't even find him on the leaderboard. Did he even start? No, he didn't. He didn't even have a start. Nope. Didn't just no WD. No. The DQ, night before, didn't even start. The night before, he was out. Really? Yep. I must have missed that at some point. Is Brooks he going to rebleach his hair or what? What's he going to do? I hope he keeps bleaching <laughs> it. Well, I mean, he's got to do something because I can see his roots and stuff. I know. know. Maybe he's just going for that weird kind of, uh, what's that Um, young singer's name? Yes. um, (laughs) The Slim Shady. (laughs) Yes. All right, dude. Let's move into the Valspar. The snake pit. Not the hair pit or the armpit or the whole hit. Yeah. We got the snake pit. So Valspar, Innsbruck. Resort, Palm Harbor, Florida, par 71, yardage 7,300 yards. Designers Larry Packard, defending champion of Sam Burns. We got a couple of Monday qualifiers, one of them including University of Illinois alum Luke Guthrie, who is a P, uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, was on, he's been on the PGA Tour before, but uh, Luke Guthrie Monday qualified this week. So look for him out there. So. Uh, Corn Ferry Tour event going on as well, and Josh Creel is playing the Corn Ferry Tour uh, right. event this weekend. So Come on, buddy! Check out for him. So, do you have anything on Valspar? Because I don't. Nope. Other than the Snake Pit, no. Nope. What about you, Dom? You got anything on Valspar? No. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's somewhere in Florida. They they got they got paint cans for tea markers. I oh, know that. I like it's that. It's kind of nice. It's yeah. cool. I do, I do uh, like the snake pit though, because isn't there? What what are the names of the holes? They got like the viper and the yeah, they've got all the copperhead. Yeah, the copperhead's the course, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is kind of entertaining. I love, I love when courses have those kind of. What was it? The bear trap and the yep, yeah, the The bear hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have down that I pick first, but you corrected me because I don't pick first this week. And I'm going with a lead pipe cinch lock, Justin Thomas. Is he playing? God, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be weird. 
Do you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I've playing? got some odds. Where's Abraham answer at? Is he playing? Yes. I'm going to pick Abraham answer. And he is, geez, <clears throat> plus 3,000. That seems like a good good pick. I'm going to pick with my second pick a not Brooksy. Not Brooksy. Not until he does something with his hair, like fixes it. I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. I like that pick. I'm just taking the two his, favorites because I want to win the jar. His, his character was in question last week, and now it's it's you know mm -hmm. he's he's going to do well. Good things happen to good people. I'm going to go with uh, Dustin Johnson because mm. coming off of that uh, 63, coming off that 63, he's going to do well. All right, and this is my lead pipe cinch lock, <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen, the lucky Louis. No. I'm going to go with Adam Svensson and Timmy Tucker. Oh, nice. The Canadian and the Texan. Did he caddy for him last week or not? He didn't play last week. I thought he did. Maybe he did. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to go with Morikawa because he is looking, knocking on the door of that number one in the world. And he's got... He, he, yeah, he just wants to correct himself. Right the ship. Okay. My first alternate is Kegel. Kegel Bradley. And I'll take Shoffley. Okay. And then I'm going to take one of the love muscles. <laughs> not Russell Knox? Yes. Not yes. not Henley, but Russell, but the Knox. love muscle Knox with a K. All right. I'll just take Sam Burns just because he's the defending champion. He's going to be exhausted by the end of the week. Who you like uh, this week? You know, I like Kisner. Okay. I, I do like Kisner, as long as his caddy's back. I think his caddy will be back. Okay, yeah, Kid, I like him. Kisner, Kisner's a good dude. Uh, Yeah, he, I love that he just, like, when he makes a shot or makes a putt, it's, like, uh, it's not a hobby. It's My name's on my golf bag. He's very <laughs> confident. But he seems like a nice enough dude, and I remember... He had a gigantic dip in his mouth after he had rinsed on 16. I think that was Saturday, Sunday, third round. But, yeah, the guy's pretty solid dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I get alerts for these podcasts I subscribe to. So Subpar, mm. Colt Nost, and Drew Stoltz. Drew Stoltz, guest of the show, friend of the show. Guess who they have on their podcast that just came out right now? Kevin Kisner. Nope. Greg Norman. Oh, <laughs> getting the wow. big ones. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. All right. Everybody tune in to Subpar. If you want to. No, they uh, tune in. If they're tuning in to us, they're going to tune in that. This is, this is late in our episode. So, <laughs> all right. All right. What kind of ding dongs do you have this week, Todd? I got Daniel Furberger. Because of his rules? His antics from about that ruling. I mean, I whatever. I appreciate the ruling. I appreciate the discussion amongst them. But just the 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 audio that we could hear, I'm just like, all right. Mine is Zinger. <laughs> I love it. For calling it a, a ding-dong Scott Piercy. Oh, and you know what? I sent you a video. And it was the, uh, gosh, who was hitting that chip? You sent me a video? Yeah. So I sent you 
this of Cam Smith. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Was that the one-handed stuff? Oh yeah. <laughs> he chunks it. Was that was was that Zinger? Chunked it. Zinger oh, said was, no. Zinger said he's, he's, he he zipped it. If you can see the ball, it doesn't. Oh yeah. He did chunk it. He fucking chunked it. I mean, if you go back and look, it's it's got to be Dom. Yeah, Dom two inches my, behind it. Yeah. It's, boom. Ground <laughs> ball. And what Zinger say? Oh, just just clipping grass and clipping grass. Oh, come on, Zinger. He's my ding dong. All right. What about your trunk slammer? I got Billy Horschel. Yeah, that's a good one. I got Scott Piercy. Scott Piercy's good. Yeah. Think, yeah, Billy Horschel just because he had the WD mid mid tournament. Yeah. And does he make a does he make a paycheck? Making the cut? I don't Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. If you WD, you didn't, yeah, who knows? I wonder if there's like some ruling about, you know, are you WD and just WD or you WD because of illness or injury? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if no, he's WD. Like he's done. Because I remember seeing him at the he's bottom of the, the stack of other WDs. There you go. Um, do you have anything else, dude? Uh-uh. I don't know if we have to change our, our closing statement now that <clears throat> the pandemic's over and Patrick oh, yeah. Reed is completely fucking irrelevant. Uh, he's never irrelevant in this room. Irrelevant? Is that what irrelevant. I said? Irrelevant. Patrick Reed, you could... We, I, I believe he's irrelevant because of us. Oh, nice. His downward spiral started when we started. <laughs> and we were in his head. Yeah. We we're in Justine's head. Mm. And yeah. You got anything else? No. What about you, Dom? I do not. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me in here. This we has appreciate been great. having you here. Yeah. I love how super prepared you guys are. We and try. you guys are. I'm looking at all this paper going around here. We, yeah. we try and this be is prepared. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I do the outline. Todd does all the research. <laughs> yes, I, I can't do outlines. I'm not organized enough. It's been great having you here, yeah, buddy. Appreciate it. And awesome. uh, let's let's we got to play some golf. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely would love to. I, I haven't played. Are in you a 50, long time. Chris? I'm not 50. Okay. No, thanks for 49er? asking. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, he looks like it. Flat belly event. Then. 40, yeah, 45. Yeah, we got. I'll, f- I'll be. I'll be 46 on the 29th this month. So. It, is is well? I'm at Valley full, five sums. It currently is full. Okay. Oh, yeah. Damn. All right. That's all right. We'll get out there at some point in time. Should take us out. Yep. All right. Everybody, be good humans. Everyone, have a great week, except for Patrick Reed.